0: Hey guys, if you have been scrolling through TikTok or Instagram lately, especially on TikTok, you must have, or if you haven't yet, you definitely will soon see all the posts coming up about artificial intelligence, chatbots, chat GPT, and I wanted to do this episode because I don't want you to skim over it. You might not have figured out how it's going to be relevant to you, but this episode is going to leave you with a better understanding of what it is and how you can actually use it as a bridal makeup artist. Hey there, you're listening to the Bridal Beauty Business Podcast. This is a show all about the bridal hair and makeup business. Forget competing on price. It's time to niche down and know your worth. This podcast was created for you. It's to help you grow your bridal business so that you can get the clients you want, do the work you love, and charge the rates that you deserve. Today, we're diving into a conversation I had with Kimberly from Swank Social all about chat GPT and how it can work for you in your bridal biz. And don't forget, no gatekeeping here. Take a moment to share this episode with a friend that would love to work on their beauty business. Subscribe to the show if this episode helps you and leave us a review on iTunes so other like-minded individuals can find the show too.
1: So basically, long story short, I started out doing marketing research eons ago for Fortune 100, Fortune 500 companies. And then I went into marketing communications and advertising. And then I went to the digital area. So that included all, like, guys, kind of aging myself, included the websites. I ran the email campaign for retention for a subsidiary of at and which back then was called Bell South. Not that anyone should know that. And so then I had a, my son and he was born premature. So I was like, okay, I've got to quit. Like in the U.S., we don't really have any support. Yeah. He couldn't even go to daycare. Then I started doing, you know, doing odd, basically marketing for people. And I started getting into social media and I kept up with the emails, kept up with websites. And then I met by chance at a organic soap company. They were doing a video shoot and I was their freelance social media person. So I went there that day to go and do all the behind scenes footage. Because you know, people love behind the scenes footage. They like to get the sneak preview. They like to, you know, they're seeing something special. And I met Tara Hill Hanover, who at the time was the, not only the, one of the lead makeup directors for CNN, she was also their celebrity lifestyleist. I can't remember her exact title. Yeah. Because she was doing the actual videos of the organic soap company, and we just hit it off. And I mean, she was a big player. She was an anchor or a, I don't know the right term for it. And she had been an esthetician and a hairstylist and a makeup artist for CNN God, for 20 years. And so she's like, you know, I need to branch out. I want to do something. I know everything there is to know about aesthetics. I've been doing it, it's like, but I don't have the IT background. I don't Mm -hmm. have the formal training. I don't know how to put all these ideas I have, communicate them effectively, and get them out. So I was like, listen, that I can do. I've spent years at Fortune 100, Fortune 500, Cranking this stuff out in like business proven Harvard taught formats. So we started to work together, and we did some presentations for Face and Body. We worked together on getting her ideas out, and I did her social media, I did her email marketing, and she wanted to start personal branding. Then COVID hit, and she's like, and she got laid off from CNN, and she at that point bought a lifestyle magazine, and at the beauty industry, at you know, at COVID kind of crashed for a while. Totally took a hit.
0: It was horrible. Yeah.
1: It's like great time, Kim, to focus just on beauty. I love beauty. Like I love every single thing to do with skincare, hair care, makeup. You just look in my bathroom, you'll believe me. <laughs> and so then she's like, I'm going to buy this Lifestyle Magazine, for a year, can you help me and do all the social media and the email and the marketing? And I also did the IT column because her demographic with mothers, usually like 25 to 45. So she had things about makeup and stuff, but she also wanted to have an IT area. So I did how to use the bad parts of Snapchat, all that type of stuff that could help people understand exactly what was going on, you know, to keep their kids so then after about a year, I was like, listen, I miss makeup. That's what I like. I know that's what you like, but you bought this magazine. Yeah. And so I started out on my own. And so I've worked with all, you know, allure Magazine. They're that yeah. big company that owns. Okay. So I've worked with Katie Anderson, the director of that, and teaching her social media department how to better plan and how to better structure and grow their account following and their engagement rate. I've done that. I've presented at NASPRO. Have you ever heard of them? NASNPRO they're in a, they're um an american aesthetics okay association yeah and i worked with them on teaching their followers how to first of all make money without adding any more clients so that was basically teaching them how to upsell through marketing yeah. and also how to t- use testimonials to better because one of the things i did at one of my companies was, I basically had to get testimonials, which let's face it, that's a nightmare. Like it is, there's nothing
0: fun No. about get, it just, getting, it just, it's just an awkward ask, but it's not awkward to be asked. Right. But then, you know, right. they
1: come back with like, she's cool. I'm like, no, that's that's not really what I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> so I taught them how to do that. You know, there's an outline. You can just ask them so many questions. And What I advise anybody, beauty person who is trying to get a testimonial is I always send someone. A rough outline of what I want them to say. I was like, "Is this something I can put out there for you? Make any changes? Is it, do you agree with this statement?" Because a lot of times the block to getting a testimonial is the work the person perceives, and the easier you make it, the better. So I'll, I'd be like, I did this for you on this date. Did it make you feel this way?" Just simple little answers, and okay. then I just get them to improve on it.
0: So originally we started this call and it was completely unstructured because we wanted to talk about chat GPT, yeah. but there's like so much else going on here that I have to pick your brain a little bit. Cause I can't let you I'm just no like smooth over. Like I just mention these things and like not dive into it a little bit. More. I'm a talker. Okay. I am a talker. So you're so going to keep talking me. and I'm going to keep cutting you off and asking deeper questions then. And we're just going to go but in. Go with ahead. It. So you said that you taught a you're teaching a company how to use testimonials um, as a part of their marketing campaign and how to get good testimonials. And I know the girls and the boys that are listening to this right now, they're going to be like, wait, how do we do that? I want you to level with me for a minute. Have you even considered using an app for your trial notes, consultations, photos, and face charts? I get it. It's easily something that may have never crossed your mind. Maybe you like taking notes the good old fashioned way, you know, with a pen and paper. Maybe you've had the same phone for years and all your digital notes and photos are hella organized into pretty little folders. But for those of you that are like me, not living the clutter-free Pinterest life as much as you would like to be, the Total Beauty Planner can take the stress out of keeping your bread on notes and bookings beautifully organized all in one space. You deserve the best sleep of your life. Not stressing last minute, digging through files, trying to find your vital notes, and photos from last year's trials. You should be enjoying the morning, showing up calm and confident before tapping into your artistic side. So be honest, are you ready to try something new? For a free 14-day trial, head to your app store and download the Total Beauty Planner. So how do you incorporate testimonials into a marketing campaign? Or like, how are you using these testimonials to get more clients or engagement or whatever it is. And then what type of questions are you asking to get the good testimonials, not the, she's so cool, I liked working with her. (laughs) She showed up on time.
1: Well, as you know, people buy from people they trust. So that's the main point of testimonials and people judge you on your past work. Again, that's the point of a testimonial. So what I do, let's say, I'm just, if you have a bride and I want you to pick out something about that event that you did that you want your audience to see. So I'm going to just say, just make it off the top of my head, you added in an extra bridesmaid at the very last minute. Okay. So that's something you want to prove that you're adaptable. And whether or not this goes against a contract or your business practices yeah. doesn't really matter for this point. But I would just go, I would say, okay, hey Kimberly great working with you. Do you mind give me a quick testimonial? This is kind of what I am thinking. Would you be okay? Do you approve of what I've written below? And if you do, is it okay if I post it? And you do this all on email, it has to all be written. So I would write this to Kimberly. Like Neelam was very agreeable. She was great with her service and she came in and made a last minute adjustments that Needed to be made, but she delivered it on time. Great results. And I'm very happy I picked her because she was her ability to pivot at the last minute. So,
0: so you're that's are writing a few- the testimonial for them. Yep. yep. And I send it to them. I send it
1: to them and be like, can I use this? And if, if you're not, you know, and if you have any edits, please let me know. And i write it in there. Do you feel comfortable? Nine times out of 10, they're going to flip back and be like, that's fine. Okay. What stops you from getting a testimonial is the time that it takes the person to do it. Yeah. They don't want
0: to do it. Yeah. You know, because they don't want to think about it. They're on the go. uh, It's like coming up with the sentences. Like it's it's a lot. yeah. Yeah. So if you go ahead and write it out and you also know, so let's say if you're doing a marketing campaign
1: and I'm just, again, making this off the top of my head where you want to show that you can roll with the punches and that you can pivot at the last minute, That's what you're going to ask for. Or if you're wanting to do one that shows you're doing weddings in a different area, you know, right? Like, hey, Neline came to my house and I'm saying, wherever, New York city. Yeah. And she was great professional. So you're driving the testimonial, you're driving it.
0: So you have to first thing, okay, why do you want testimonials? Like what do you want these testimonials to do? Like, what is the objective here? Do you want to book more clients? Do you want to book more glam clients? Do you want new clients in a different city destination weddings? Do you want them to see the value that you add or why you're worth it? And then Mm -hmm. create testimonials based on that language Yep. And have her bride approve it because you've done that for her and use like an actual example of you doing that for her. So it's it's not like just here, I'm using this as your words. Like, no, like this is actually what happened and she's just hiring yeah. somebody to write it for her. That is so smart, Kim.
1: It just because what prevents anybody from buying and what prevents anybody from doing anything or two things is time and money. So with the testimonials, time. So whatever you can do to shorten their ability you know shorten the amount of effort they have the more likely you'll get it
0: and I love that you said having a purpose for that testimonial so it's not just about your work it's around certain language and a certain skill set just because that'll help you niche and stand out amongst other artists in the city or wherever you're looking to be seen as well Mm -hmm. that is so cool I'd never thought about it like that before my wheels are turning that's what
1: well, when I worked at one of the big companies, you know, you had to crank these out and they were so boring. I mean, God bless it. They were so hard. And I'm like, okay, wh- what do I got to do to make this? If I like, we would just write it and be like, edit this, please. Yes. Because,
0: you and know, so far, I've been sending questionnaires, but now I like the idea. I'm like, okay, I'm, eventually maybe I'll get into writing it for them right now. I feel like that's going to be like one of the stepping stones, but I would yeah. definitely tweak the questionnaires to probe for answers that I want and make it Mm -hmm. really easy or like complete this copy and paste and complete this sentence, just make it super, super simple. That's so cool. Yeah.
1: And they've given you written permission to use it. And I was, I'll use it on my marketing materials or my website. And you know, I have to admit that was the worst part of that job was (laughs) testimonials. And I honestly think that's why I can do them well, is because I did anything in my power
0: to just get through that. But I think the really cool thing is like, you've been doing this since before 2000, you have seen the digital game change because the online space in 2000 compared to where it's now, it's night and day and it keeps changing. Did you find that it was easy for you to change with it or were you resistant to change? That's what I like. I like
1: that change. I get bored, even though sometimes like right now, with two kids I'm like oh god Instagram why did you do that now I've got to go figure out how this changes
0: things but I like the change I've n- always enjoyed that that's why you're doing well at what you do because you go with that it you thinking. embrace it you learn it and then you're like all right I got this on to the next project right all right there so was, artificial um, intelligence okay. like this sounds yes. scary like it's going to take over we're not going to need copywriters anymore what else okay. are they saying People are going to get jobs. (laughs) Well, basically, there's two things. Yes, I think it's going to shrink
1: significantly the amount of work for copywriters, but you're always going to need someone to polish it, and you're always going to need someone to localize it and personalize it. So, for instance, I know we've talked about there's multiple different automated type of text. It's pretty software, right? But with open with chat, okay, so. G-P-A-I, there you go. Chat GPT, what it is, is you, it's just a software. And it's almost like it works on the same type of principle as Google. Except when you put in a question in Google, you get a bunch of results. This software, if you type in a question, it's going to write the answer for you. So it's not taking you to any websites like Google does. It's writing things out. So it's really great. For your industry, like if you do, you can actually, I mean, now you'd have to run this by a legal expert, but you can write, you could ask what's a contract for a bridal makeup artist. You'd have to run it by someone legal, but it will, it will crack that out for you.
0: I actually, so not for the contract part of it, but for a, a real, because I wanted to create a post about the most important contract terms. I asked Chad PTT, what are the most important contract terms that a bridal makeup artist needs to have in their contract and it just listed mm-hmm. me like eight things and I'm like oh this is great I'll take five of these and make it yep. real for you guys and I took four of those and turned it into a podcast episode explaining each one that it gave me because I'm like these are great and then I can even go back in and be like hey chat GPT why do I need this term in my contract and it'll explain why I need it and like mm-hmm. makes it really easy so who would be benefiting the most from chat GPT right now what type of professions, it, what type of people, well, projects?
1: I think it's going to benefit a lot of people here, like a lot of small businesses that either don't have the money or the time to pay for a copywriter. They don't have the money or the time to research all this information. For me, it saves so much time and research. Like I cannot even tell you the amount of time it cut down on my research just for anything. Is How are you I using was writing it? So the mastermind. So I'm I'm starting up a mastermind for beauty professionals, and I needed to know the top five reasons you join a mastermind. So I typed that in and it came out with five reasons and an explanation of the reason. And then what I do, this is what I tell everybody, you've got to verify it because it is software. It is going to make some mistakes. So always cross-reference it. It's not going to take hardly any time. So I cross referenced that. And then I literally went and made a post like you, I did a carousel post Mm -hmm. and it was just like the five reasons you should join a mastermind. Next slide. This is why. And then I wrote the copy in the bottom and it's going to save a lot of time with that, with social media. It's going to save a lot of time on blogs. You know they're not as popular as they used to be. And it's going to save a lot of time just for podcast research. Like if you want it, to, you know, what are the latest techniques or the latest managing software? My main thing is use it as a great framework, but it's not your finished product. You need to make sure that you cross-reference everything because it will make mistakes. And then also you need to personalize it because people like personal information and they, they just don't want something that's spit out that's all corporate and law ease. How do you
0: personalize it?
1: So for you, the best way to... Gain people's attention and the best way to keep people engaged is to talk to them. Like we're talking now, Mm -hmm. very conversational. The software doesn't the text format. It cranks out is not conversational. It's informational. So you need to add it personally and add even names, even references to where you are and your personal life. For instance, I did an email the other day promoting a mastermind and people love stories so i start out every email i have with a personal story that reflects the topic of the email again i add in that personal story and then the bottom half is what came from the G- chat gbt there you go <laughs> so you've got to add a little human element to it um i always add a little story you make it less formal and more of a conversational tone
0: so for a makeup artist or a hairstylist that has never been on this website yet, they've never been to OpenAI, they've never been to chat GPT, how should they get started? What should they get started with to get familiar in it? What kind of projects or things can they be creating now just to kind of dip their feet in the water? And then what's something that they can look into later when they get more familiar with it?
1: Well, I know that they have a testing option. Okay. So I have a client who's in Great Britain and the cost for her is a lot more expensive than it is in the U.S. So You have to pay for it? Uh, in Great Britain, they do.
0: We don't have to pay for it. Not here. Mm-hmm.
1: I know. We. Ha- I have to pay 59 bucks a year for open access. Yeah. So it, it varies by country because it was okay. funny. Uh, I told this lady and she's like, I don't have 80 pounds a month. I'm like, what? What? I was like, I paid $59 for the whole year.
0: Canada is still and- free. I'm not paying for <sighs> it. I don't think I'm paying for it. No, I'm still,
1: I'm not paying for it. <laughs> so uh, it depends on that, but all of them have a test or, you know, a free month or test this. So you can always try it. And my idea for them is use it for a social media post. Because, you know, all your social media, one of your pillars of content is educational. hmm so this will be an incredible opportunity to use chat gpt as part of educational post. Let's say the benefits of i don't know a certain type of i say sunscreen hairbrush airbrush so airbrush that.
0: over a traditional airbrush. foundation yeah. or why hire a makeup artist to do yes. your makeup or why go for facials before the wedding day
1: Yes. And how far out you should start that, which is definitely not two days before.
0: (laughs) How to prep, how to prep for the morning of your wedding, how to schedule. Yeah,
1: that is an amazing because one of your content pillars has to be education. And that is an amazing way to just quickly crank it out. Because what prevents a lot of people from doing posts is the time. Again, everything comes down to time or money. And that is just a great, so I would tell them to start out with like an educational social media post, Or an educational blog, even though they're not as popular now. For you, you can do an educational podcast like you said you did. Mm -hmm. And the further you get into it, I would start using it for your emails. um, Because it will take a little more expertise to trim that sterile informational text that you're going to get into the conversational text that you need in the email. And it's going to be longer. And you're going to have to put links in it. So I would start out with social media blog
0: post, and then an email. That's a good framework there. If you are hearing this like education, what do you mean education? How can I come up with ideas for education? Go back to what Kim just said. Literally chat GPT, you ask it a question, it gives you an answer. So if you don't have any ideas, just be like, Hey, what are the most common questions that brides have about bridal hair and makeup? And it will probably spit you out a list of questions that you can then ask it for the answer and then create a post based on that. Oh, it really takes that, the thinking out of it right from the get-go. And when you get stuck.
1: So let me ask you this. What is the most common obstacle to people signing with you or any, what's the common obstacle that a makeup or hair artist faces when trying to make that sale? Is there a
0: specific thing that hurdle usually value cost usually it's budget okay so you could easily
1: obviously a educational post would be the benefits of having someone do your hair and makeup but also like the time value you can use if you could pick out like three of your hurdles that you have in getting someone to jump from you know a potential client to a client you get three of those hurdles
0: Because so one hurdle would be um, like if you are a professional bridal makeup artist, you're charging, usually charging a higher end price, but there's lots of people that are going to do it cheaper. So I think that's something that every makeup artist would deal with.
1: So what you would need to do is figure out what differentiates you from the cheaper version. Mm -hmm. And again, it's my guess would be quality and timing. Um, And that would be my two things I would think. And you would just do a blog post or social media post off
0: of that. Once you have that figured out where it's like, okay, quality is one. um, Experience is another troubleshooting is another, but like, then what do I do with that information? Like now that I know, okay, these are three of the reasons that I'm a better makeup artist than somebody charging $50 a face out there. What do I do with that information?
1: So uh, let me ask you this. Are there like our higher end, bridal and hair makeup stylists and artists are they called a certain name like is there like a tier luxury I guess not
0: i guess hey, you could throw you luxury know. out there
1: you think i would know that word <laughs> um but why choose a luxury makeup artist versus someone more affordable
0: so that's what and you that would put into be- that generator yes
1: and then it will crank out some stuff and then you would go ahead and just add your little bits and pieces into it.
0: Okay. And you know what you could also do is when you get those, when you get that answer from it and it gives you like five or six answers, you could even do a single reel on each one of those answers individually and have a series of content.
1: Yes. And I saw your last posted really well engagement wise. It
0: was like literally I was sitting here randomly. And I'm like, okay, let me just do this quick. I grab my phone. Usually I never show up without my hair and makeup done. And I just recorded it and I posted it and I was like, oh shit, this is happening right now. <laughs> this is cool.
1: I-, I had one that went to like 10,000 views in two hours. And oh, I'm like, gosh. what? But then I'll do one that I think is the most educational, life-altering
0: one that gets like Yes.
1: 150
0: views. And you get so excited to hit post on that one. And I'm just like, oh, you tanked it. <laughs> I don't remember where we left off. What else? Is there anything I m- need to clarify? So we've, I think we covered the basis where it's literally you input a question and it spits out an answer, mm-hmm. right? Like that's, that's mm-hmm. like the biggest basis of it, right?
1: correct oh. and then make sure you humanize it and cross check it cuz nobody in marketing and advertising is going to respond to that dry text it just sounds like you're cranking out legalese at like a dictionary so you need to humanize it just make it conversational how do you humanize you
0: do- it and make it conversational do you have any tips for doing that cuz i'm thinking that i have a little bit of a background when it comes to copywriting and creating captions yeah. and things like that i've done the courses so I'm trying to think of somebody out there that just does bridal hair and makeup. They're just getting into figuring out how to effectively market themselves and Mm -hmm. start writing captions that do help convert or speak to the user. Like, what do they need? Like, what are like maybe two or three points that they could really focus on or change in a paragraph to make it more engaging and less monotone? You you need to talk
1: to them in the language and level they talk at, meaning The way you write it is going to be different for someone in Canada versus someone in Texas. So you just need to make sure you're matching it and not using just, I don't want to say write how you talk because a lot of us repeat our sentences or we run on. Just use simple, direct, positive. Don't use a lot of big, huge words that maybe it it sounds awful, but you almost kind of have to dumb it down. Yeah. Again, it goes back to time. People do not want to spend time reading poo-poo. They don't want to spend time reading and trying to guess what you're saying. So just make it simple and direct and to the point and add excitement, add excitement.
0: So can I just take that paragraph that chat GPT has spot out for me in this caption where I said, okay, write me a caption about a bride that I did at the Chateau Laurier who wanted soft boho waves and a very natural makeup look. And it spit me out a paragraph. And it was kind of boring. Can sure. I get Chat GPT to rewrite that paragraph in a different tone of voice? And would that ha- do the trick, or is that still cheating? You know,
1: I don't. <laughs> I don't think it can do it now, but that functionality will eventually come because in a lot of software now, like Grammarly, you can pick your tone.
0: It's okay. not out in
1: Chat GPT yet, but you can in like Grammarly, which I use as editing. You can pick casual, informative, business. You can pick your tone. So eventually, yes. But I don't think it does it right now. Grammarly, which is literally grammar and then ly.com, they have a basic free version, is what I, it's an editing software for writing that I use. What is it? You can pick your tone. So basically, it, all those annoying little grammar rules that we don't even think about, like split infinitives, that's actually a thing. What? What? yeah and it grades all of that and you can go in there and pick like i want to convince so you put click on convincing text and it will take what you write and kind of reword it so that would be great um you know i've never done this but i maybe i should go do that take something i get from chat gpt and then put it in grammarly and put like casual, conversational, convincing and see what, how it changes it.
0: That would may be have just so me, cool to play with. You might actually
1: give me an assignment. I'll send it to you.
0: <laughs> Let us that, know I'm how curious it, about make that. it Make it beauty related. Send us a screenshot yes. of what you put into chat, GPT, or we a video. Send us how Grammarly changes it. And um, tag me as a collaborator so we can share it with everybody. Because I think... I'm going to put this episode out here. Like I like, guess as soon as I get off the phone with you, I'm going to put it out. And a lot of this is like it's new technology. It's just been ma- getting yeah. mainstream for the past couple of months, past couple of weeks, really. So the earlier yes. you hop on, the more you're going to get the benefit from using it, using it for free where you still can. Because eventually they will be charging for it everywhere. That's here. Like in the US. Yeah. like we still more. get it free in Canada. So if you're in Canada today, January 19th, yeah. get online, make an account and start going through and playing with this and yeah. like offload all the data that you can while it's free if you don't want to pay for it later. Be a squirrel, right? Um, yeah, and squirrel. what we say now might be completely different a couple days or a week from now so um, it'll be really cool to see how it changes and, and how we'll be able chat, to use it in the future yeah it will just get better and better and better as you know time goes on I think I,
1: I do call it what is like a disruptor I do think it's really going to change Google because now I'm not like if I want to write something I'm not going to go to Google I'm going to go
0: to chat GPT and find it out You're not doing all that research and flipping through all the links, right? What about plagiarism? If I search for something, is somebody else getting the exact same answer? If I say, write me a blog post on how to prep for a bridal makeup appointment, is somebody else typing that same question, getting the same response? Most likely, yes. And but again, this goes back to how you need to personalize
1: it, how you need to make it personal to your client and what you do. So. It's not going to be identical. If there's any concern about it, there are plagiarism softwares out there. Again, I'll find some and send them to you. Yeah. You can just run it through. And, but you should be altering. Think again, like is the chat GPT as the structure of the building, the walls, and you're going to come in with your local information, with your own personal taste, and put the curtains and the paint. So... You make it all nice and pretty, but the framework is going to be the same.
0: I love that analogy. Like that is the perfect way to explain it. And then also like when you're asking a question like how to prep for a bridal makeup appointment, you're getting five points out. All five of those points might not be relevant to you and your style of makeup and your style of work. So you might be taking some out. You might be like, oh, well, these are good ideas. But like, what about this, this and this? You'll be adding some in. You'll be changing your tone of voice. You'll be adding pictures and you'll be presenting it in different ways. Yeah, and I was just thinking my head that the way you prep for a
1: bridal makeup session in Florida Mm -hmm. in July is totally different than, say, Aspen in January. So again, you can change up the curtains and the paint and everything, but it's still the same.
0: If our listeners want to get some more information about ChatGPT and marketing and keeping up with the latest changes, like where can they find you? What's the best way to reach out to you? Where are you showing up the most?
1: Instagram. Just DM me on Instagram and that would be the best way. Awesome. I will post
0: all of your links in the show notes.